Awareness, the final frontier. These are the explorations of Jonathan Robinson and Brian Tom O'Connor. Their continuing mission, to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within. To seek out new joys and new methods of awakening. To boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness. This is Awareness Explorers. Welcome back, Awareness Explorers. Another fine moment we've gotten ourselves into. Uh, we are Jonathan Robinson, and I'm here with my co-host. Brian Tom O'Connor. Good to see you again, and I'm excited about this show. Actually, I have to come up with another word for excited, but this will be an interesting show because it's the first show that came recommended to us by a listener. Uh, Sean Mokovich said, why don't you have a episode in which you talk about how to talk about awareness, how to explore with your friends and family, how to bring up these subjects with people. That would be really useful. And I said, that's a terrible idea. No, I didn't. I said, that's a great idea. I and so. Uh, so so we are going to talk about how to do exploration with your friends and family and talk about these things in an intelligent way that does not turn into a political pie fight or a religious war. <laughs> so um, when I talk about bringing up this subject of awareness and consciousness and peace and all these things that we talk about in this, in this podcast, Brian, what's the first thing that uh, pops into your mind? Well, I tend not to talk about this to anybody who hasn't expressed an interest first. Uh, obviously, some people that I, I know who are friends ask me what I'm up to, and I, I might tell them I have a podcast, and um, they might ask me what it's about, and so I'll go into it. But, um, you know, I, I, have, I have lots of friends who absolutely have zero interest in anything spiritual or non-duality or awakening or even self-help or self-improvement of any kind. So I just hang out with them and we talk about movies and their lives and things like that. Uh-huh. Well, I'm always very thrilled when I can completely disagree with you. <laughs> oh, good. Shoot. Can I really? Bang. Okay, there. No, <laughs> no you um, can completely disagree with me. I can completely disagree with you. You know, that's a, a typical view that people have of their friends or family. And I tend to look at it differently in that everybody has an interest in peace and love and joy and bliss. I haven't found somebody that's not interested in those things. So it's really a matter of how you kind of get into that person's head or heart and bring out to them their interests, which may be buried behind 10 different layers. Now, most of us have it buried behind a couple layers. We're busy or we're thinking a lot. But if you find some podcast or book or person who uh, is interested, we are right there interested. With some people, you have to be more strategic with how you bring up this, these subjects and more patient and more diabolically clever. Let me give you an example. Uh, my dad, who's gone now, um, he uh, was not interested in anything spiritual. 
And, you know, I had a guru for a bunch of years. He'd never asked me about it. He was accepting of it, but he didn't, um, he didn't ever ask me about it in 26 years. So one day I tried a different approach rather than just giving up on him. I said, um, hey, Dad, have you ever had an experience like a psychic experience or some weird experience, maybe even miraculous experience that you couldn't quite explain? And if so, what was it? And to my surprise, he said yes. And he started to uh, express some psychic experiences that had happened. And he really got into it. And after a while, he, he said, you know, when you look at things like this and quantum physics and all these strange things going on in the world, it makes you think that there's more than meets the eye going on. Have you ever thought about that, Jonathan? And of course, I laughed. I said, uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to think about that. You know, I was a psychic studies major, so, you know, I'd thought about it a lot. But it was a big opening, and soon we were sharing our spiritual experiences, our miracles we'd seen, and it ended up being a really sweet connection that uh, maintained for the rest of our his life. So I think it's really, there's a a, a, a path to talking to people, and you just have to find that path in. What do you think? Oh, I love that story, and I think it's great, and it makes me think there are probably lots of people in my life who I don't suspect might be interested. As a matter of fact, that's actually been proven true. There are many friends who have responded to our podcast very positively that I never would have expected um, from them. I wouldn't have expected them to be interested in this subject, and they are. There are a lot of, a lot more people into meditation, mindfulness, non-religious spirituality than there ever were before. So many of my friends I wouldn't have even known. And I think it's fascinating to think, well, maybe there's a way of talking about it that's sort of like finessing it. My problem is that I'm so... I've experienced so much sort of pressure from people who are religious, who feel that they want to convert me or they want everyone to believe what they do, that I kind of told myself, I'm not going to be like that. Uh, you know, if someone's interested, they're interested. And if they're not, it's really not my job to proselytize or to, to change their mind. But your story with your dad makes me think, Maybe there's more to it than that black and white way of thinking about it. Yeah, and I think of it that, of course, nobody wants to be, you know, a, a religious prophetizer shoving religion or, or any ideology upon someone. Uh, we probably have all had that experience, and that's rather unpleasant. What I'm talking about is creating a space for mutual exploration and wonder and curiosity. And when you can enter that, which we do each time, you know, I get affected by what you say, you get affected by what I say, and we get to explore together. And really, I want to invite our listeners to the skill of being able to do that with the people around them. Now, it is true that some people are easier to do that with than others. But I have found that there is not a single person I know that I have not been able to uh, elicit some kind of 
I'll call it spiritual exploration, and I'll, I'll go into my technique, which I sell for $19.95, but if you listen today, uh, you get for free. Um, and that is, first thing I do is I ask questions from true curiosity. Well, even going back before that, what I do is I try to create a, a situation or container that's conducive to exploration. If somebody's on their phone and somebody's busy or somebody's in a bad mood or somebody is very preoccupied, that's not the time to bring this stuff up because it won't work. But if you're taking a walk with a friend in nature or somebody seems relatively quiet or sometimes when people are in pain, that's a good time. Um, but they can't be busy doing a bunch of stuff because then they'll just get distracted. But once you create a safe container like that, or you see a situation like that, then asking people certain questions is really helpful. Uh, one of my favorite questions is what I asked my dad. Have you ever had any kind of psychic experience or is some kind of thing that you really couldn't explain? Some synchronicity, some, uh, something that struck you as really miraculous or amazing? And if so, what was it? And people love answering this question. <laughs> and it's almost like we've been waiting for somebody to ask this question. I've asked this question to maybe a thousand people, and I would say 90% of them have some answer to that question. And it always struck me, I'm not talking about that I go to psychic fairs and ask this question. I talk a lot to accountants and lawyers. And when I ask how many of you have had something that you can't explain, about 90% raise their hand. So people love talking about it, and that gives an entrance to other questions like, have you ever felt connected to a spiritual entity like God or, or Holy Spirit or any force bigger than yourself? Once again, the numbers are around 95% that answer yes to that. And then I have them tell me what that's like. And soon we're creating a sacred space together because, you know, when two or more are gathered talking about this stuff, it seems like it creates a field in which a, a sacred vibration starts to become apparent. So before I blab some more, what are your thoughts on all that? Well, um, to continue our kind of um, two, two opposite sides discussion for a while, I'll continue uh, the other side. I've playing, always playing the devil's advocate, playing the devil. Yeah, although I'm not sure which one's the devil and which one's the angel here, but I'll advocate for the other side for a little bit. Okay. Um, I guess that uh, I've always thought that one that the way to deal with people with whom you don't already have a history of talking about these kinds of subjects and you don't think that they're interested or they've even may have said that they're interested is really to just be with them to listen and to listen from awareness in other words mm -hmm. asking yourself the question what is it that is experiencing this person and what this person is saying and identifying with the vaster field of awareness and that 
already puts me in a more open and receptive place. I hear them more deeply. I connect with them more deeply. And I'm not, I'm not trying to convince them of anything because when people are trying to be convinced of everything, they, they start, you know, resistance can come up. And, and I don't think you have to believe anything is true or not true for this. And the other thing is that often people will come to me, as you mentioned, in pain. People might come, people often come to me with their problems and tell me about their lives and stuff. And the first thing, of course, to do is to listen. But usually, if your first response is, um, and I'm not all that interested in psychic phenomena, so I actually don't care about introducing that kind of thing or in um, uh, sacred entities or uh, or other stuff like that. It's just not what interests me. What interests me is bringing our experience to awareness and identifying with the awareness. But if I say to them when they come to me with their problems, okay, what is the field of awareness that this problem is happening in? Often they will find it annoying. It's just not the first thing to say. So you really have to be, you have to sort of finesse it. You just have to be with them and you eventually you can start asking them questions about their feelings and find out what it is about the feeling that they do not want to experience because it's usually the avoidance of feelings that's the cause of pain. So if you can sort of help them look at their feelings and ask them, are they really so desperately bad? Is your life in danger right now? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I love ahead. your answer and I don't see it as um, contrary to mine. I see it in addition. You know, we often use the analogy of two wings of a plane. So yes, one, one, one approach is to elicit from people through curious questions, something bigger than themselves. So the question might be, have you ever felt connected to something bigger than your ego? And that will elicit some interesting answers. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's one approach. The other approach, which you talked about, is by being in your beingness, you see opportunities and you create a vibration that tends to elicit something from other people meaning they see they sense that there's a, a loving space there's an open space for them to talk into and that can help people get below the surface and then when you're below the surface a natural conversation arises where you see there's an opening to even deeper beingness and that's a great approach as well it mm -hmm. can be a little bit trickier because it requires you to really be in your beingness and really not pushing an agenda and really be present. So I always go for the cheap, easy method, which is, uh, but, but I know what you're talking about and I use it at times, especially when I notice that I'm like really present with somebody. Well, yes. And I, I've, I've often thought, or I usually go by the premise that not one single other person has to change in order for you to experience your beingness and vibrate in harmony with the universe. And so I mm -hmm. kind of go by that as the base. Mm -hmm. 
And I've seen sometimes when I am in a really high state, people sense it and get curious themselves. Like they'll say, wow, you look really like your eyes are really shining. What are you experiencing now? And that gives me, when they ask questions like that, it gives me a uh, opportunity to do a little satsang to, to share what I'm experiencing and why. Absolutely. When people ask you questions, you answer them truthfully and, and sincerely. Um, mm -hmm. And I think there's always an opening when that happens. Yeah. But it brings me to another aspect of today's topic, the practical aspect. Let's say someone is new to what, let's say, for lack of a better word, we might call non-duality or awareness practices, but they are interested and they do ask you about it. How do you start? What do you talk first, about first? If well, I first, the first thing, the yeah, first thing you obviously talk about is this amazing free podcast called Awareness Explorers. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, it's easily available. There's a lot there. There's, there's 40 different meditations. I'm kidding, but I'm not. You know, that's a very easy access point. It actually is, and especially our early episodes. You know, episode zero and episode one are very introductory, and they really give a good basis to this. So that's one way. But let's just say that you're you're in a conversation, and the conversation's going, and you're, and there isn't an opportunity to pause the conversation, have them go listen to the podcast, and come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you start? And and the, the the problem is that if you start with beliefs like everything that's happening in the world is not really happening in the world, it's only happening within you, then people are going to start to use their logical intellectual mind and, and say, is this true or not? Do I believe it? And start arguing on an intellectual level. So that's the tricky part. If you start with beliefs like that, I, I mean, I happen to believe that, but it doesn't matter because it's not the believing that helps. It's the it's yeah. the looking. It's the it's when each person turns their attention around and looks inside and asks, "What is all this appearing in?" Or your shortcut in what, which I've always liked. Um, so so it's really just not even spiritual. It's just happiness one oh one. When you shift your identity to the larger field that everything is happening in, you become happier and you don't have to believe anything is true in order for that to happen. True, but that might be quite a leap when you're first talking to your stepmom who is uh, who is smokes three packs a day. So you're absolutely right. Yes. <laughs> so so let's so let's get down to the nitty gritty and think of some some good first ways of talking about it. What are your ideas? Well, one of the things that you mentioned is is the uh, danger of getting into a belief battle. Right. You want to avoid that. Right. But people are often at that level at first. So I sometimes say, well, let's say you're talking to a Christian. I have nothing against Christians. I have been a Christian for a long time in my life, um, as well as many other uh, belief patterns mm -hmm. and religions. But let's say you're talking to somebody who you know is very uh focused in that way especially when people are focused on that being the only way that can be a problem so let's say i say well what's your experience and i use that word experience a lot 
I try to come from curiosity. What's your experience with uh, Holy Spirit or Jesus? Have you ever had this happen? What do you think's going on? You know, these are questions that they often haven't asked. When I focus on what their experience is, uh, it tends to get them out of their head and into something that is a true thing for them. They actually are experiencing it. And then that opens a door for me to then share from my experience. I say, that's really interesting because I have a very similar experience, but I don't call it that. I wonder why we call it by different names or um, I might have a different experience. Would you like to hear my experience? Well, when you give people the space to hear their experience, they're pretty much obligated then to hear your experience. And people can't argue with your experience. If you say this, this thing I'm holding in my hand is hot, they can't say, no, it isn't. You know, for me, it's hot. So um, that's helpful. And then I find asking the question, what do you mean by that word? What do you mean by Holy Spirit? What do you mean by um, anything that they might say? And how do you feel it in your body? What are the sensations that you experience? How, and then talking about methods. How do you get there? How do you open up to it? These are all the questions that I'm really curious about. And then once I, they share their method, I can say, would you be interested in hearing how I connect with peace? And usually people say yes, and um, that can be a very good exploration. So it really comes from trying to avoid theory, avoid beliefs, going into direct experience, and going into the methods that have worked for us for experiencing deeper levels of peace and love. And it's hard, you can't say, no, you didn't experience peace from that. You know, that would be a ridiculous statement to make. I'm sorry, you thought it was peace, but no, it was actually an incredible depression. You know, you, people don't talk like that. So I try to bring it back to things that everybody can agree on, uh, the experience of peace, love, being connected to something bigger than yourself, and what your experience is and how you got there. And people tend to like these conversations, especially if you are a good listener to them, they will often be a good listener to you. Yes, I love that. And I love the I love your stance of curiosity. And I love your emphasis on direct experience. In fact, the, the, everything that you just said, I thought was, was great. But what about, let's say we have a listener who already is involved in awareness practices or other non-dual um, practices, and they, they're already there, and they have friends who, who they don't need to convince their friends that their belief, it's not a question of what you believe and what I believe, but they have a friend who says, I'm curious about this business of non-duality, or I'm curious about um, this practice of awareness, looking at awareness. What is it all about? Um, mm -hmm. Tell me about it. How, how do you start? What are the best, easiest um, first doorways into it. Yeah. Well, that's a somewhat advanced conversation since you're all agreeing that we're interested in the same thing. I might say to people, um, well, when you can connect with this thing called pure awareness, it leads to deep levels of peace and even oneness. 
Now, what is that? Well, are you aware right now? And they'll say, yeah. I'll say, how do you know? You know, what, what gives you the sense that you're aware? Can you focus on that sense of being aware? Well, think of that as the very surface of an ocean. You know, on the beach, there's all kinds of drama going on and people playing and distractions and all kinds of stuff. But on the surface of the ocean, it's still a little choppy. There's a lot of thoughts, but you're still part of an ocean. Well, when you really let go of your ego personality and you're just totally present, what is that thing that is present? We could call that awareness. And by focusing on that, you can go deeper into this ocean. And even just six inches down in an ocean, it's very peaceful. It's very different than on the surface, uh, you know, outwardly. And uh, by practicing different methods, you go deeper into this ocean of love and peace. And you start to realize that that is your true nature. And it's always with you. Any moment you're aware, which is always, you know, as long as you're not sleeping, that is who you really are. And the ego and personality are just surface phenomena that we've been taught to think is us, but really is not who we truly are. I might say something like that. What a wonderful summary. I, I think that's absolutely fantastic. I, I really love that. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it is a great foundation for all of it. Another thing that I found really helpful that people respond to is when you ask them, what is it that's noticing your experience? What is it that you call you? Is that you that's been noticing your experience the same now as it was when you were five years old? Mm -hmm. And I find that that helps to turn the attention just to the pure experiencer, apart from the content of, of the experience and apart from all the specifics about our bodies and our personalities that change over the years. And also asking, what is it that never changes, that has never changed, that could never change? What part of you has always remained the same? So that's a good pointer. And really, all we can do is offer pointers, because the truth about what we're talking about can't actually be put into words. There are no words for it. Every word we say is is not ultimately true because words are designed to make distinctions between things. And we're talking about the one universal conscious awareness of which everything is a part and which is made of all things. Well, you can't use words to describe it, but if you could, you just made a really good attempt. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but you can sense into it. Yeah, that that's you can really sense into it by 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 dropping back by being the background awareness. It's it's something that you can do. And it's something that once you've done often enough, you could do it in a few seconds. Right. And even when you're feeling bad, and you've got problems and emotions that are coming up, you can do it. And you can find this space that's okay even when the emotions are not okay. So it becomes yeah. safer to have your emotions. And then they come and they go more fluidly.
Yeah. I hope it doesn't sound self-serving, but you know, the more you talk to your friends and family about this and get a group of people around you who are interested in, the easier it is to have it come up in your life. So we encourage you to, uh, matter of fact, I, I will send you my book, The Technology of Joy, the 101 best apps, gadgets, tools, and supplements for feeling more delight in your life for free. Uh, I just email it to you. Uh, if you email three friends and tell them about the podcast and CC us so we know you did that, and then I'll send you my book for free. So try to get the word out and we'll benefit in that we'll have more listeners, but more important, you'll benefit in that you'll have more people to explore these things with and talk to them about and make it more real in your life. You know, there's already, we make politics real and we make these green pieces of paper with dead people on it real. And we make all kinds of other stuff real when in reality, <laughs> there's only one thing that's real and, and we need to start talking about more and talking about how to, how to dive into it more deeply because that's their pieces. Um, it's, it's so true that talking about it, actually, as long as you're not intellectually talking about it, as long as you're not just sort of arguing theory, but the way you and I talk about it, it's just, to me, that's one of my favorite methods of dropping into it is simply talking to you about it. It, just, yeah. it works. By the yeah. way, when you mentioned see, seeing us, the CC address is info at awarenessexplorers.com. Ah, uh, good. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, and I liked your point that it's not, it might start intellectual, but at some point you start to sense that awareness that we all are part of, and then other feelings of peace and love start to become more apparent. And it's a great way to get high without drugs. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you believe or you think, it's something that you do. And it's not really something that you do, it's something that you are. You stop doing all the things in the way of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what they talk about when they talk about not doing. It's not really uh -huh. that you just sit and don't do anything. It's that you stop all the strategies that you've developed to feel differently from the way you feel right now. Yeah. yeah. So today I thought I'd do a different type of meditation in which I talk about the instructions and we mentally rehearse what it would be like to bring up this subject to a specific friend or family member. So you are welcome to have your eyes open or close but by guiding you through this, I think it'll make it easier for you to connect in a deep way with somebody that you would like to share a spiritual or deep connection with. So think of a person, a friend or family member, who you would like to share some kind of connection with, talk to them about a subject that means something to you. And the first step to this, I think, is to create a safe container with them that allows you to go into a deep subject uninterrupted. So it might be a walk in nature. 
It might be just saying, hey, when can I talk to you for 20 minutes without distraction? When would be a good time? And setting up that specific container where you can go deep into a conversation rather than deal with distractions. So you set up a time and a place. Imagine as you spend time with this person that you're really curious about them. And see if you can get into a sense of curiosity even now. What do they think? What do they experience? As you get in touch with that curiosity, you can see what question arises. Like, have you ever had an experience where you felt connected to something bigger than yourself or had an experience that you couldn't explain? And allow that empty space of just really being curious and really being there to listen to them because you don't know what magical thing they might say. And as they speak, don't go into the part of your mind that is agreeing or disagreeing or says that's right or that's wrong. Just listen and see if you can ask any other questions that might come from true curiosity. Perhaps a question like, how do you open to that experience? Or how did you open to that experience? What impact did that have on your life? Or maybe, can you have that experience now? And if so, how? And realizing that as you ask questions like that, you're doing them a service. You're inviting them into their way of connecting to the energy that keeps them alive. And perhaps at an appropriate moment, you can ask or say something like, would you be interested in hearing what my experience has been along those lines? And then sharing from your heart, not to convince, not to change their opinion, but so that you can share something deep within you. You probably have done this before and it felt really super to have two human beings sharing, exploring, being under the umbrella of awe, being under the umbrella of curiosity, where they each see a piece of the bigger picture and are open to learning from each other. And when that happens, you both go away from the conversation more connected, more open to the possibilities and smaller in the face of a huge creation, a natural humility that comes from being in your heart and being an explorer. So as you imagine all that, 
that mental rehearsal of seeing how that can be brings up in you a yearning to share in this way with people you care about as both a service to them and as an opening for you. And of course, like with anything with practice, you get better. And you start to feel that you can be a space for these little sacred openings to happen with a friend, a coworker, a family member, that you are like a portal, a space, an opening in which people might share their problems, might share their pain. And through your beingness, through your spaciousness, you can be a vehicle of service and love that can help people move forward on whatever path they choose. And that's a beautiful feeling. So if your eyes were closed, feel free to slowly begin to open them, slowly still connected to your heart. Allow yourself to be excited about when these opportunities might show up or when you might create them through your intention and through your desire. And look forward to seeing what magic might appear. Welcome back. Wow, what a wonderful guide that is for people. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that can be really helpful to sort of put you in the right frame of mind for should you want to talk to friends and family about this. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, my pleasure. It was nice for me to hear it. I was kind of in awareness. I was just kind of, hmm, what's this guy saying? Hey, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I find that's what we do when we do these guided meditations. I mean, you know, it's like we're talking from there. Yeah. Being that. And that's going to make the world a better place the more we can do that. We've tried everything else. It's the last thing on our list. What the hell? We might as well give it a shot. We might as well give it a shot. Raise the vibrations, or at least vibrate in harmony with all that is. Yeah. I want to tell our listeners that if you have a subject matter, like my friend Sean brought up to us, that you would um, like for us to perhaps explore, feel free to email us at info at awarenessexplorers.com. And we do coaching and we do, we have a bunch of meditations on our Awareness Explorers website. And uh, we really appreciate you listening and saying kind things and telling us what you get out of this. It always warms my heart. I know it does for Brian too. Yep. 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 Thank you, Jonathan. And thanks, Sean. Yep. Till next time, folks. Keep exploring. Keep exploring. Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, 
you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. And we'd love it if you would post a review. And please share our link on Facebook and with family and friends. Because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love.